This is Brian Finale, and you're listening to the Digital Mentors Wake Up Call Podcast, the ultimate source of inspiration and guidance on your journey to success. With the right mentor, anything is possible. And now, it's time to dig deep with your digital mentors, unlock your true potential, awaken your entrepreneurial spirit, and take your business to the next level. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Mentors Podcast. My name is Brian Finale. I'm one of the co-founders here. And this morning, we are going to be talking about when life gives you a second chance. When life gives you a second chance. As entrepreneurs, business owners, it's going to be an up and down roller coaster crazy. It's, I, I wish I could sit here and tell you it's going to be smooth sailing every single day. That would be out of integrity for me. And I think that we can get to cause and really create something that, that, you know, with a lot of certainty and there is calm and there is, you know, a beautiful business that, that creates cash flow. But, man, in business, you're, you know, you're going to get tested. And I think that's, that has to be part of it. That's why we're here, right? And I can't tell you how many times you know, business owner after business owner, business tycoon, I mean, you know, billionaire fails, boom, done, and gets out because he was given a second chance. I can't tell you how many, you know, books and authors, they get rejected from publisher after publisher, but boom, they just keep, get, they keep showing up because they have some type of vision, something pulling them. And when life gives you that second chance, when you feel, when you feel like there's no way out or it's a dark place or it's just, it's tough. And I can absolutely feel that. I've been there. Oh, my gosh. I can absolutely appreciate that. If you can train your body, train your mind to look for the next step and to, and to sometimes maybe not even look out there. You know, Google's good for some things, but man, you know the answer. You know what needs to get, you know what needs to, where we go from here. If you're able to quiet your mind and go within and speak to the higher you, the greater version of you, the God source, universal type of vibe, you know, that energy, she will show you the way. She will show you what needs to happen. When I first started speaking and doing high-ticket sales, my good friend Dagan uh, Smith, who, who's an who's um, icon in this profession, he, uh, he brought me over to Asia with a buddy, and we spoke, and they wanted me to do some high-ticket sales so that they could, you know, when we, if you didn't know, the speaker on stage typically has a revenue share, you know, whether that's 50-50 or what, the... the um, the uh, coordinator, the event coordinator, the, the, the producer of the event needs and wants to make money. Events are not cheap, right? So part of how they recoup that money is sometimes they have speakers come and we sell and they get a percentage. They fill the room. We come, deliver value, present an offer, cash comes in, boom. Everyone's happy. So when I was speaking... This is my first ever gig as far as I'd spoken before, but as far as um, like selling anything from stage, I'm brand new. This was, gosh, years ago, like when we just started MSP, years ago. And I was nervous as heck, didn't know what I was doing, thought I knew what I was doing, 
I went up there, and I think it was like a maybe $2,000 offer, and I completely bombed. It was good value. And and it was interesting because here in the United States, there's a different energy. I you know the culture. It's I can get up there and you know and even that in the beginning, I was scared like crazy to get on stage. Palms would sweat, and man, it was just a I you know sometimes in the beginning, I remember even like wanting to like you know getting so anxious and wanting to throw up and just not feeling like I mean it's just it's scary. Like the fear is real, and I and I loved it. You know they tell you at. The funerals, most of like, it's crazy that the the person, you know, statistically wise, they would say that they have more fear about actually being up on the podium doing the eulogy than in the casket. They would that they have more fear about that public speaking. That is like real. <laughs> anyway, out in Malaysia, great content, not much energy from the crowd because that's just a different. It's a different. It's a different vibe. It's a different family. It's a different. A different culture out there. So I got a little bit nervous about that. I found out later that they were loving the actual content. But then when I shifted to present an offer, it was an epic fail. And I felt bad because of the event coordinator, the guy putting on the event. I felt like awful. I was like, oh, like just shattered. I was like, man, I totally bombed. I failed. I didn't know what I thought. I did a good job. And I, re- I mean, that hit me because we were actually going over to Singapore the next week to do it, to run it back. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, I can't do this. I'm not going I'm, I'm to go up there and, and, you know, take 90 minutes and then not, I mean, that was an awful freaking experience. To me, it was like one of the biggest hits up to that point in my career where it was like, it was like time to go back and buy something and nobody moved. I was like, whoa. It was awful. It was like a speaker's worst nightmare. And I contemplated, like, yo, I'll come to, you know, I've never been to Singapore. I can't wait. And if you haven't been to Singapore or Malaysia, my gosh, I love just such beautiful people. The countries are amazing, so clean. It's like, I mean, there's more. (laughs) I've heard stories about the money in Singapore. Like, uh, I think they do. And I'm not sure if this is true, but I was told that there's one casino. It's like a shit on the top of, like, a sky rise in the middle of downtown Singapore that does more volume and bets per night. And I don't know if this is true, but I remember hearing this. I was like, bullshit, no way. They do more bets, like like whales come in and they play like, you know, for hundreds of thousands of dollars a hand and that's like a normal thing. And I never actually made it to the top of that skyscraper for that because we were busy doing our thing and, and connecting with our tribe and it wasn't a priority. But they do more in bets and volume in that one casino than all of Las Vegas in one night. I don't know if that's true. But there is a boat ton of, I mean, the average car out there is like hundreds of thousands of dollars because it's super hard to even have a car. And the, it's only the ultra wealthy that have one. And it's just, a, anyway, it's a, it's a crazy cool uh, place to be. And I was very blessed that both Malaysia and Singapore were some of my first gigs. Malaysia being an epic fail in my eyes. But what a learning experience. And here's, here's why this is important when we talk about second chances. I was ready to like, not pack it in. I wasn't like done with being on. I was just like, yo, let me learn how, I don't know what the hell I'm doing up there. Obviously, I didn't make it, this, this is bad. And they, they took me, they took me under their wing. The guy running the show has sold millions of dollars from stage. And that's where the, I started to learn how to actually 
not just be a trainer from stage, but to be someone who could move people to buy. And I remember thinking, you know, on the travel from Malaysia to Singapore, like, yo, I should, like, is this my second chance? Like, what should, is this even for me? Should I, like, back down and not be this guy who can move people or, you know, who can, you know, quote-unquote sell? And by the way, when you're on stage, you might have a presentation that kicks ass and and moves people and and inspires and they, they remember you. And that's great, and that's a beautiful thing. That's absolutely a goal for me, is just like to really move people, to get them to make a decision. Because there's only so much you can do in an hour or 45 minutes, or even on a two-hour, you know, two-day workshop here inside of Digital Mentors. We're going to be starting to pick up our workshop regimen, our, our agenda, you know, with what we want to serve and create and, and put on experiences to get our outcomes that we want for Digital Mentors. And we can move some, some people and absolutely change some lives in those two days, but we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't give you an opportunity to, like, take something else, like the next step. Right? Very rarely are you going to really radically transform someone's life from one talk from stage. What happens is you move them enough to get them to step up and buy something, whether that's, I don't know, fill in the a challenge, an experience, a workshop, coaching, something, so that you could get them from there and, like, actually get your paws on them and then get that, you know, have some time with them so that you can really transform their life. So I, I had a couple dark nights out there. Like, yo, should I do this? And, and, and I, at bottom line, came down to, like, Singapore is going to, like, I, I'm given a second chance. And... If I look around, look, these, these guys, they, these gals, they want to support me. Like, I absolutely made a jackass out of myself, <laughs> completely face down in the mud in Malaysia. And I could have said, I'm good. I'm going to sit this one out. You guys do your thing, and I'll support. I'll be in the back of the room. I'll even throw, you know, I'll do some content. But I don't want to, and I don't want to do any pitching. I don't want to do selling. Like, it felt that bad. And they passed along some of the nuggets I'm giving to you as far as what needs to happen. If you really want to change somebody's life when you're a public speaker on stage, you have to get them into something if you really do want to change their life. And then they walk through some of the things that they've been doing for years that they've spent a fortune to learn and master. And thankfully, I was open enough to receive that second chance. I remember sitting down with them late nights before the Singapore event and just going through mapping, modeling, like how you walk on stage, how you can transition, how you have to connect first and then and only then once you have that trust and respect from, this is a cold room. They have no idea who I am. This is not like you show up to MLSP, everyone knows, you know, once, you know, the signatures and the pictures, they have no idea who I am. It's a different model, a different game. And then the invitation, all the things that need to happen as far as setting the stage and, and really prepping how that goes on. I mean, gosh, I could have sat there and said I'm good or I leaned in into that second chance and it changed everything. And we sold like 50, 50 some grand in the next hour. Same offer, same exact offer. A week later from, I, I'm pretty certain it was a goose egg, zero. Might have been two or three that first round. It was an absolute bomb. I have to pull the numbers because this story is more relevant 
in, in many, whether you're doing webinars or selling from stage or doing whatever, like, like having this opportunity to, to, to have a second chance. And I believe that that wasn't by chance. You know, I think that, that having that environment and those people around me at that time, it was, I honestly do believe that that was divine intervention. I think that I was supposed to be there to learn that lesson and I'm very grateful that it was laid out in the way it was because I was able to, you know, ha not just have to go through and debate this or that. Should I keep doing this? Should I, should I go learn this? Who do I learn it from? Well, you know, is there a point in this? Like it was like immediately after there was a second chance where I was like, I didn't even know if this was something I wanted to pursue as far as speaking and selling, selling from the stage specifically, selling high ticket. Not everybody gets that second chance. And I was hungry willing to learn, wanting to learn. And what I believe is that everyone, you're hearing my voice, I mean, you are meant to do something. Everyone here, I think, has something, you know, something to do, a purpose. Now, that's not to say you're not going to fall flat on your face in the beginning, and even still. But I believe that if you can tune into that and you keep showing up and doing the work, God is going to show up with little breadcrumbs. And it's not going to be the easiest path at times and it's going to be extremely uncomfortable and you're going to wish there was a different way. I know. But we need to be bold enough and courageous enough to actually listen. Like when second chances pop up, it is your job. It's on you to see it. And what's interesting is that, what I believe is that if, if, you know, if it's really your calling, you're gonna, it's going to keep banging you in the head until you get the lesson. <laughs> in this life or the next. Like you got to, and that goes along with all sorts of stuff. That's going to open a whole can of worms. Right? If you're holding on to anger, resentment, because he said, she said, whatever, relationship, this or that, you have to handle that, like, now. It doesn't just go away over time. You need to heal. Or you're going to carry that with your spirit from, you know, into the next one. That's why it's so important to clean and let go and, and do the thing and, and release as you grow through life and be open to the second chances. When the divine wants to intervene and be like, yo, you almost had it. I was with you there and we had to grow through that, that bomb together, <laughs> that epic fail. And now it's time to get up. And that's hard. You're embarrassed, you're shamed, you're like, holy shit, should I, is this even it? You know, there's fear, there's all sorts of anxiety around it. Am I enough comes out more than ever? Like, oh my gosh. And in that moment is when, like, you kind of find out who you really are. And this goes with anything. I mean, I mean, when, when was the last time, you know, if, 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 you, if you continue down this path of entrepreneurship and what Digital Mentors teaches you, you're going to get asked to be on podcasts if you haven't already. You're going to get asked to be on Zooms and interviews. You're going to get asked to be on a stage. 
And my recommendation would be to just say yes. Even if you're not ready, you will figure it out. And if you pass on these opportunities, you are literally telling the divine, I'm good. No thanks. And not everybody gets a second chance to say yes. And I believe that if it is your destiny to do something great in this area of impact, it will keep showing up and you will have to surrender. You'll have to acquiesce. You'll have to face the fear of the public speaking or the selling or the connecting one-on-one or maybe I feel like I'm an introvert so I can't talk to people. It has nothing to do with you can't talk to people. It just means you get your energy from being alone. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with pulling up a Zoom and connecting one-on-one with somebody. It's weird for everybody. We've got to get over it. You can't, to play the introvert, extrovert card, I'm just, I, I've heard it so much, especially more often than not like now. That's not okay. Everyone's scared of public speaking in the beginning. Nobody wants to do the prospecting in the beginning. They haven't made any money yet. How could they do it? I get it. I've been there. So if you're more introverted, do your prospecting and go take a few minutes on your own to recoup and revive that energy because that's how you recoup. I'm not saying that isn't real. That's very real. You know, for me, there's South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas, where hundreds of thousands of people come in for like 10 days where where they do film, music, tech, all sorts of crazy cool stuff. And I love it. I get energy. I've been more, like the last few days, I've been out with friends and connecting and seeing old buddies and it brings energy to me. That is different, and I get that from, like, an introvert. And I'm both as well. But I definitely, you know, that fuels me. That gives me energy. And my point of that is that you can't, you know, the things, if you're going to say no to a podcast because you're introverted, you're using that card the wrong way. That has nothing to do with it. Everyone fears it. The podcast, the Zoom, the interview, the live, the event, whatever, those are the things that are going to allow you to become more influential to grow your audience, to get your message out there in the world. So it comes down to how badly do you actually do and be and want to become and serve the people you say you want to serve? Like whose opinion what has more weight? This idea that you might fail and look like a jackass like I did on stage? Or is your desire for wanting to help serve and solve right when that opportunity knocks a second chance after the fail, are you going to be man, woman enough to answer the door, to answer the calling? That second chance is life. That second chance is a sign. That second chance is a way for you to actually stay in this game and really create your own reality, your own destiny. And not everybody's going to take it because of the burn, the hurt, the, the, the fear, again, the embarrassment or the, the shame or lack or whatever happened. Like that second chance is they made it so big that now in their own head, even with the divine giving you breadcrumbs and nudges and pushing you, saying, you know this is right. You fall into the human program and you allow it to be the controller instead of connecting to what is, what the truth is, what the absolute truth is, which is you're human. We're going to fall. We're going to fail. And we need second chances. And we need our job is to, like, answer the call when it shows up. Because they will show up if you are doing the thing that you are meant to be doing here. I don't care how many times you fail, how many publishers reject your book, how many people say no. 
I'm sure you've all heard of the, of the stories of all sorts of, I mean, I don't even, you know, the one that stands, one of them that stands out to me is the KFC dude. They started at like 70 years old. Um, these numbers aren't exact, but I know he got rejected. His chicken recipe got rejected like a thousand times. And he started his business after a career in the military, like when he was like mid 60s or 70 or something. And can you imagine getting rejected that many times? And then somebody saw enough in him because he kept going down the path because something in him said, yo, this is, this, is, this is right. There's something here. I've got something. So when life gives you that second chance, fortune favors the bold, my friends. And I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, say yes to anything and everything that comes your way. Maybe in the beginning it might be good. You know, as you get busier, as you grow more of your business, you can do, a, you know, you can create boundaries and containers. But, yo, in the beginning when you're hungry, take the opportunity to learn. I don't care if nobody's listening to the podcast. Just do it and grow through it and get the lesson. You'll get better as you do things like this. So I hope this rant was valuable. The point is that, you know, when second chances do pop up in your life, just I don't think that's by chance. I think there's something there. I, I think there, there's a lesson, and I honestly think that second chance will keep coming, like not the actual chance, but instead differently, more lessons will come until you get it. More experiences, events, people, more things will come into your life until you actually get the lesson. So you might as well, like, do it now. Get it over with, you know? <laughs> so that you can grow and go get on to the next evolution of you, the next growth piece for you. So careful when these things pop up and when these second chances, because it might, it, you know, the next chance may be slightly different and then, you know, you got to be careful. It might not come for years. And for some, it might not come at all. So take it, take it, jump, leap. What's the worst that can happen? You find out how awesome you are, how amazing you are. You climb yourself out of the rut. You build the life and dream business that you, were, that you can see in your mind's eye that you actually get to cause and create. DigitalMentors.com forward slash page. I am headed there right now. You have been listening to the Digital Mentors Podcast with Brian Finale and your digital mentors. To learn how digital mentors can take your business to the next level, visit www.digitalmentors.com and take your 100% risk-free trial today. Creating tomorrow's leaders today, that's what we do. Why not you? www.digitalmentors.com